Anytime, anywhere, smartphone, tune-in radio app, we are WRKN. 1061 Nash Icon, Picayune, New Orleans. Good evening, and welcome to All Access on 1061 FM Nash Icon at NashFM1061.com. Presented by CrescentCitySports.com, the best sports site in Louisiana. All Access is also presented by the Allstate Sugar Bowl, representing the best of amateur athletics. And by Francesca by Katie's, serving up St. Louis-style food with a New Orleans player. All Access is also brought to you by Lamarck Ford and Lamarck Lincoln in Kenner. By Rhino Shield Mid-South. Bergeron Automotive in Metairie. By LifeGate Church in Mandeville in Metairie. By Premier Automotive throughout the New Orleans area. John Curtis Christian School in River Ridge. By Life Resources Ministries with outreaches throughout the New Orleans area. And by the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl. It's your chance to talk intelligent sports, all sports, all the time. To join in the conversation, call 504-260-1061. Now here's your host, Cumulus New Orleans Sports Director Ken Trahan of CrescentCitySports.com, the Saints Hall of Fame Museum, the Greater New Orleans Quarterback Club, Life Resources Ministries, and the Kenner Star. And a pleasant good evening and welcome to another edition of All Access. This is the Monday night edition on 1061 FM Nash Icon. We're on the web at NashFM1061.com. Tune in app anywhere in the world via iHeart for you to check us out. At home, if you can't get radio, you can certainly get us via Alexa. Just tell her to play WRKN or Nash Icon 1061 FM. Of course, following the show, you can check out our podcast through CrescentCitySports.com. Just click on the menu, click on More, and click on Podcast to be able to access it. You can email me at Ken at CrescentCitySports.com or call the show at 504-260-1061 to weigh in. Love to hear from you. Always a pleasure doing so. Coming up in just a little bit, we'll be visiting with Mike Triplett of New Orleans.Football for the latest on the Saints, Sean Payton, and more. Later on in the show, NBA writer from Pelicans.com, Jim Eichenhofer, will join us to talk about your slumping New Orleans Pelicans and what is to come. So that's all coming up tonight. You're tuned in to the right place, and we hope you will stay tuned. Again, it's 504 504- 260-1061, that's 260-1061, to join in the conversation. The NFC and AFC championships are set. That's the topic of our first segment here. In the NFC, San Francisco at Philadelphia. Are you surprised that it's only two and a half points in favor of the Eagles at home? In the AFC, it's Cincinnati at Kansas City, are you surprised that the Chiefs are favored by a point in this game? The answer from myself is yes and yes. After seeing what I saw this past weekend and also considering injuries and such. First, let's talk about the NFC. In my opinion, the Philadelphia Eagles are the best team in the NFL. They have been all season long. Yes, the Saints did beat them, but they beat them without their quarterback, which obviously made a tremendous difference. But when you look at what Philadelphia can do, they run the ball effectively. Of course, they run it great when you add in the quarterback, Jalen Hurts. When you look at their passing game, they've got a real good tight end. They've got two good wide receivers. 
When you look at their defensive front, it's nails. When you look at their pass rush, it's the best. And this is a complete football team. And they played like it against the Giants, just demolished the Giants. The old axiom about, boy, it's hard to beat a team three times, just doesn't hold water. Because we've seen it happen many, many times in recent years, including the Saints doing so against Carolina. It, it happens frequently. The team is better. Sometimes that advantage gets pronounced when you see them multiple times. And it goes without saying that that was the case in this game. Look, the Giants had come off of looking really good offensively in Minnesota. Now, two things there. Number one, Minnesota stinks defensively. And number two, you know, the Giants had seen them before, and they had a good plan. And the quarterback, Daniel Jones, played very well. Well, Daniel Jones did not play very well this past weekend. And the Eagles are just a much better team. They have better players all around. And it showed. And the week off for Jalen Hurts obviously helped him. Whether he's 100% or not, he's well enough to play extremely well, which was evident from watching this game. There's so much to like about what you see from the Eagles and how they go about their business. And yes, that's a tough place to win also. Again, notwithstanding the Saints win there, they did it without, you know, facing the Eagles' best player in Jalen Hurts. So the Eagles looking terrific. San Francisco 49ers. I'm sure you probably watched that. One team made mistakes. The other team did not. It's really that simple. <clears throat> Both defenses in that game, San Francisco and Dallas, were excellent. Both of them. But... The difference was the turnovers by Dallas and Dak Prescott in particular as compared to Brock Purdy and not making those mistakes. It's truly what it's all about. So as a result, you look at the matchup, and it's very interesting. First of all, where the 49ers are concerned, Purdy continues to amaze. He made a couple of really outstanding plays in that game. He made the throws he had to make, and he didn't make the mistake. And that's where it was. It was hard for them to run the ball for a while, but when it mattered, they ran it, and McCaffrey punched it in for the only touchdown of the game. The seven-point differential should have been six, but Brad Maher missed another extra point. It was blocked. Had it not been blocked, it would have gone way left, by the way. But Dallas wasn't going to threaten anyway. <clears throat> and did not... When given the opportunity, they managed the clock very poorly down the stretch. It would not have changed the game based on what we saw. But again, as coaches, you have to give your team the best opportunity to succeed. I did not think that happened down the stretch with regard to Mike McCarthy. Jerry Jones said afterwards, McCarthy's going to keep his job. Got to trust him on that. It would have been easy to say, we'll evaluate. He didn't do that. He just didn't. So, you know, you got to trust that he's telling you the truth in that situation. On the other hand, it would be understandable if they wanted to make a move. They didn't get the most out of what they could have. Now, they weren't expected to win that game, but a lot of people had them winning the game. And the Cowboys had weapons. But again, so many mistakes 
when it mattered most in a terrible decision by Prescott. He should have been picked off a third time in that game. He made bad decisions, and he made bad throws. And I like Dak Prescott. I mean, first of all, as a human being, he's very likable. But as a quarterback, I like him. The guy's played well. He's had some big games. They had been hot offensively for a while. And I would put him in the category of being a pretty good-to-good quarterback, but not that elite guy. I don't think it's time to throw him away and say, let's try to find somebody else. I think he's better than that. But he's not that guy. When you watch Jalen Hurts perform, when you watch Josh Allen most of the time, when you watch Joe Burrow, when you watch Patrick Mahomes, when you watch a healthy Lamar Murray, when you watch Aaron Rodgers when he's on, those are the guys, those are the elite guys. Those are the guys that make it happen. Those are the guys that have special abilities, and it translates to the field. And I don't think Dak Prescott is one of those guys. The injury to Tony Pollard did not help. Zeke Elliott's nowhere near that player at this stage. How about Elliott getting trucked on the last play of the game trying to pass protect? That was some sight. All the cowboy lovers are in mourning. All the cowboy haters are celebrating. And the 49ers are one step away, and they haven't lost a game with a third-string quarterback who was the last pick in the draft. So to those that say you must invest in a quarterback early, I get it. And ideally, that's what you do. But it isn't absolute in terms of guaranteeing success, as we have seen, with some early draft picks who have not worked out at that position. And it certainly is obvious that you can do it when you watch what Purdy has done. Very impressive. He's been good. Sometimes very good. So 49ers at Philadelphia. You know, the good thing here is that the two best teams in the conference have made it to the championship game. I mean, before you start, that's what you hope for. And when the 49ers went out and got McCaffrey, and they kept winning with a third-string quarterback, it was obvious that they were going to be the primary challenger to Philadelphia. And that's exactly what we've seen. Oftentimes, the best teams don't get there, but that is the case this time around. So that, to me, is encouraging because that is exactly what you want to see in the postseason, and in particular, playing for championships, which these two teams will do for the NFC title this coming weekend on Sunday. Looking forward to that. Then there's the AFC. And you can say the same thing here that I just said about the NFC, which is the two best teams in the conference reached the title game. That is cool. Again, you don't see this very often, but it's what we're seeing now. And that's what you really hope for. The Kansas City Chiefs, what more can you say? Five straight AFC championship game appearances. Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes. That parlay's been tremendous for this franchise. They had a tough test and had to battle hard to win their game this past weekend, but they did. Jacksonville proved tough, and the Jaguars have a really good future. That's obvious. But the Chiefs found a way to win, and they did it with their quarterback getting hurt. The most talented quarterback in the NFL. 
And most would say the best quarterback in the NFL, although not everyone. Some debate now about the next guy we'll talk about. But having said that, Mahomes has been fantastic. We all know his ability. We all know what he's accomplished. And we all see what his team has accomplished. He gets hurt in the first half. Chad Annie comes in and he takes him right down the field all the way for a score. Fantastic job by Henny. Mahomes forced to go get the x-rays negative. They tape him up. He comes back out in the second half, and he plays well. And he had to, to win the game. But we all know the after effect of a high ankle sprain and how difficult that's going to be. The Chiefs said today they're preparing as if he's going to play. The Bengals undoubtedly are going to prepare as if Mahomes is going to play. Will he play? That remains to be seen. And Travis Kelsey, can you come up with any plan to at least slow him down a little bit? I mean, it seemed like he caught 20 balls in that game on Saturday. He's just remarkable. Great player. He and George Kittle are the best in the business right now in that department. Though there are other good tight ends, they are the best. And Kelsey's fantastic. And that's why, you know, they've moved on from Cheetah and done just fine. Because Mahomes is great, and they've got the best tight end in the game and competent wide receivers, and an improved running game with Pacheco. So the Chiefs are good, and they're going to be a tough out playing at home. There's no question about that. Of course, they're going to see the you know, their kryptonite, the Bengals, who have beaten them three straight times. And the Bengals, when you look at that game yesterday, it's in the snow, it's on the road, against a good team in a tough venue and they're underdogs. They win the game 27 to 10, and it really was a, a more significant win than that. They really dominated the game. I mean, it could have been a 25-point win, the way that game unfolded. They were just that much better. And again, I don't think we figured it to be that way when you consider you know, Awuzie's been out their best corner. Trey Anderson's nowhere near 100%. And then on the offensive side of the ball, you're Missing not one, not two, but three starting offensive linemen. And a fourth played through injury in the game. And yet, they dominated up front. Which says a lot about the effort of those reserves and a lot about the lack of performance by the Buffalo defensive front. The secondary for Buffalo was shredded. They just, you know, too many injuries. And even in the snow, Joe Burrow was sharp as tax. You know, he completed his first nine passes. And they didn't have to throw as much in the second half or he would have put up big numbers. And one of the reasons they didn't have to throw, well, it was twofold. Number one, they had the lead secured, so there was no need to. But number two, the Bengals ran the ball very effectively, which is something they normally don't do in these type of games. So that was huge for the Bengals to run the ball as well as they did with Joe Mixon and Samaji Pirine. A big part of the game, and it's very encouraging for Cincinnati moving on. The other thing about Cincinnati is how they win the turnover battle every time out. And that's a gigantic part of any win. And that was a big part here. And what can you say about Joe Burrow? Some people have already mentioned or elevated him and saying he's the best in the game. Well, Jalen Hurts has had a great year. And Patrick Mahomes is clearly the most talented. 
But in terms of the pure quarterback position, reading defenses, pre-snap reads, understanding, anticipation, ball placement, and, of course, confidence. I don't know that there's anybody better than Burrow right now. Everybody wants to compare a player to another player. It's pretty easy to do with Joe Burrow. His personality, his abilities, they're similar to a younger Tom Brady. The only difference is Burrow is more mobile. Of course, aside from the fact that Burrow doesn't have seven Super Bowl titles. But you get my point. In terms of his personality, his performance, the way his game looks, I think there's a lot of similarity there. I really do. And he was that good. And the thing about the Bengals is you have to really be happy. Stanley Morgan's on that team. Shelvin's been on that team. Cam Sample on that team. Jamar Chase, of course, big part of that team. Even Trent Taylor from North Louisiana on that team. They go along with Joe Burrow. Easy to pull for for people in Louisiana. Of course, you got to get past that Hootay thing, right? As <laughs> long as you can manage that and get past Eli Apple. Because you also have Von Bell there, who's easy to pull for, and Trey Hendrickson there, who's very easy to pull for. So there's a lot of Louisiana flavor, local flavor on that team that endears them to people here for good reason. Kansas City's going to be motivated by the fact that they're tired of hearing, oh, they, the Bengals have their number, three in a row. Cincinnati's going to be motivated by the lack of respect it thought it received. Look, the NFL was going to allow Buffalo to play Kansas City on a neutral field in Atlanta had the Bills won, despite the fact that Kansas City ended up with the best record. This was all about the game that Buffalo and Cincinnati did not complete. Why wasn't the latter part of that equation true? Why wasn't Cincinnati allowed to play Buffalo on a neutral field? The Bengals never got a chance to play that game or finish that game against Buffalo for good reason, but they were off to a really good start. And based on what we saw in that game that night in Cincinnati, the Bengals had a really good chance. They were, in my mind, well on their way to winning that game. And we saw how much better they were than the Bills in their current state yesterday. So the Bengals absolutely were motivated by this. And Joe Burrow made that caustic comment after the game about, you know, canceling their reservations and such when it was talking about Atlanta and the neutral site game. So the Bengals were a team on a mission. They play like it, and they're really good. If you're asking me right now, I would say that the two NFC teams might be a little better overall than the two AFC teams. Philadelphia looks like the best team, but San Francisco is really good also. They're both terrific defensively, and they're both physical. And they both have enough playmakers on offense to do a lot of damage. So good weekend this past weekend, to say the least. And now we hope for an even better weekend on Championship Sunday coming up this weekend with San Francisco at Philadelphia and with Cincinnati at Kansas City. Of course, as the week goes on, we'll break it down even further and we'll talk about who we like and why. And some of that might shake out with regard to the relative health of these teams and players 
going into these respective games. So we'll give it a few days before we go that far with the prognosticating about winners and losers. It's 504-260-1061. We'll take a time out here. When we return, we'll turn our attention to the New Orleans Saints. Mike Triplett of New Orleans Football will join us to talk about that. Still to come later in the show, Jim, I can offer at pelicans.com to talk about the Pelicans. As we continue, back with Mike in just a moment here on 106.1 FM Nash Icon and at NashFM1061.com. Inside New Orleans, if it's New Orleans sports, culture, food, Inside New Orleans with Eric Asher is talking about it. Weekdays at 4 on 1061 Nash Icon and available online anytime at NashFM1061.com. If you want to be treated right, you go to Bergeron. Bergeron will give you the best deal. You just know you can trust these people. They're from here. They get me. You know, buying a car doesn't have to be a scary experience. It's anything but a Bergeron. Everybody knows that. Everybody. I grew up with a Bergeron. I went to school with a Bergeron. This is the fourth car I've bought from here. That makes me a Bergeron. I'm a Bergeron. I'm a Bergeron. I'm a bourgeois. Get out of here. I'm a Bergeron. Everybody knows a Bergeron. Bergeron Automotive on Veterans in Metairie. Let's be real. Mopping is a hassle. You have to fill the bucket. Pushing a wet, heavy mop around. Then cleaning the mop when you're done so it doesn't grow bacteria. A hassle on top of a hassle. Try Swiffer WetJet. With Swiffer WetJet, you start with a fresh pad and cleaning solution every time. And when you're done, you just toss the pad. Swiffer WetJet. The faster, easier, cleaner way to clean your floors. When the final horn blows at the Allstate Sugar Bowl, the action is just beginning as another jam-packed year of Sugar Bowl activity lies just ahead. With over 55 annual events, including all Louisiana high school state championships, the Sugar Bowl support of amateur athletics adds up to big fun and big dollars for our economy. From the Crescent City Classic to lacrosse, sailing, basketball, and more, the Sugar Bowl has something for most everyone. For more on the great things the Sugar Bowl is doing, log on to AllstateSugarBowl.org. Sponsored by Allstate, Taco Bell, and Dr. Pepper. Hi guys, it's Andrew with Springview Medical Clinic. Are you struggling with erectile dysfunction and sick of the pills? Well, we now have a major medical breakthrough that has helped thousands of men. The wave technology at Springview Medical uses gentle pressure waves to repair and open up blood vessels. We have 60 clinical studies, including from Cambridge University, showing our technology treats the root cause problem of erectile dysfunction. No more pills and no more side effects, just more blood flow in the bedroom. If you're ready to put a stop to your ED and regain your love life, Grab your phone and call us now. You'll qualify for the assessment exam, even the blood flow ultrasound totally free. And to the first 10 callers now, you'll get a gift that can produce immediate results in the bedroom. You're going to love that. This is a $650 value, totally free to callers now. 504-313-4000. That's 504-313-4000. Guys, put a stop to your erectile dysfunction by treating the root cause. Call Springview Medical Clinic now to qualify. 504-313-4000. Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue. Open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soups, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, great southern dishes. Check out our menu online at bienvenueharahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory. 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. You like to give a veteran or first responder the Mardi Gras ride of their life? The Legion of Mars Parade founded by combat veterans will roll on February 11th as New Orleans honors its heroes. 
The parade will feature veterans, first responders, law enforcement, and wounded warriors. But many who deserve to ride need your help. You can support this Parade with a Purpose and sponsor a hero to ride. Go to www.MarsHeroFund.com and help make it happen. That's MarsHeroFund.com. This winter, there are COVID-19 booster shots designed to help protect against recent Omicron variants. If it's been at least two months since your primary series or original booster, schedule your updated COVID-19 booster dose at Vaccines.gov. Sponsored by Pfizer and BioNTech. This report is sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Progressive Commercial Insurance flexes to fit your business needs. From quick repairs to adjustable coverages and even payment options, Progressive Commercial makes it easy to get what you need. Quote today in as little as six minutes at ProgressiveCommercial.com. Welcome to your daily sports report presented by CrescentCitySports.com. The New Orleans Pelicans continue to struggle. C.J. McCollum missed an open three-pointer with seven seconds left, which would have given the Pelicans the lead, and Miami held on to beat New Orleans 196 at Miami, sending the Pelicans to their fourth straight loss. New Orleans led by 16 in the second quarter and once again carried a lead into the fourth quarter but failed when it mattered most. New Orleans has now lost 9 of 12 and will host red-hot Denver, winners of nine straight games on the Western Conference leader Tuesday night. It will be Cincinnati at Kansas City for the AFC Championship next Sunday. The Bengals whip the Bills 27 to 10 in the snow at Buffalo. Joe Burrow, two touchdown passes, one to Jamar Chase. Bengals shut down the potent Buffalo offense. Kansas City held off Jacksonville 27-20 on Saturday, but Patrick Mahomes diagnosed with a high ankle sprain. In the NFC Championship game, it will be San Francisco at Philadelphia. The 49ers down Dallas 19-12. The Eagles trounced the Giants 38-7. In women's college basketball tonight, unbeaten in third-ranked LSU plays in Alabama. For these stories and more, visit CrescentCitySports.com. Have a blessed day and be a good sport. For CrescentCitySports.com, I'm Ken Trahan. Now's the time. What's on your mind? We'd love to get your take by calling Ken Trahan of CrescentCitySports.com and All Access on 1061 Nash Icon and at NashFM1061.com. Call 504-260-1061. Still look up Jim Eichenhofer of Pelicans.com to talk about the New Orleans Pelicans and trying to get back on track tomorrow night and who's playing and who's not. We'll do that with Mike coming up in just a bit. Uh, with Mike, with Jim. Mike's joining us now to talk about the New Orleans Saints from New Orleans football and outstanding writer of many different entities for so many years now. Mike Triplett joining us to hash out a few things about the Saints. Mike, always a pleasure. Thanks for the time. Thanks for having me, Ken. I guess I'll start with Sean Payton before we get into the Saints. Would sure, you... that's, that's every, every, every Saints conversation I have. Sure. Uh, you know, for New Orleans on football, everything we write, and every, I mean, he's not with the team, but it feels like, it feels like. Oh. The, one, that, the, the most exciting part of their whole offseason. <laughs> that's why I sincerely hope he does take a job, because otherwise yeah. this is just going to keep going. And, you know, again, the reason everyone is so interested is not just the fact that he was so successful here, but because of what compensation is coming yeah. in return yeah. and how desperate another franchise is. Let's start with Dallas. Jerry Jones said afterwards last night he's not changing coaches. We have to take him at his word, don't we? I think so, because he's consistently said that. I mean, we don't have to take him at his word. We'll take him at his actions. But, um, yeah, I mean, he said it so consistently before their first playoff game and that they dominated their first playoff game. It'd be a pretty big surprise. Now, I mean, Dallas does need Dallas does need to shake something up because the combination of Mike McCarthy and Dak Prescott feels like they're running in a hamster wheel together, but... So that's a tough one. I, I, my prediction is that one doesn't come open. But 
I'm sure. I'm sure people are are talking on you know burner cell phones or something. <laughs> yep. All right. So Houston, Arizona, Denver. You know, uh, I, and I'm I'm skipping one here. Carolina, of course. Uh, if you had to pick one or say that one might be the favorite for his services at this particular point in time, which one might that be? Okay, I think we lost him there, Rudy. We'll see if we can reestablish him. But again, all four of those teams in the mix, clearly. And second interviews now taking place. So when you get to that stage, you know the teams are serious. And if they're serious, then it becomes a matter of how serious and how badly they want them. And that, to me, is the intriguing part because that's going to dictate what the compensation will be. And clearly, that's been the discussion all along as to what this was going to bring New Orleans. And there's so many different comparisons to be drawn. But having said that, I know Mike's back with us now. Mike, what I was saying was, with regard to the four teams that are suitors right now, whether it's Carolina, Arizona in the mix now, Houston, and of course Denver, is there any one that looks like more of a possibility than the other? Yeah, look... I think the two that will go the strongest at Sean Payton, and I think this is one plus for the Saints, is that the the new ownership group of the Broncos that, that includes the Walmart family and uh, um, David Tepper in Carolina, I, I believe I saw that they're the two richest owners in the NFL. They're certainly two of the most aggressive. They are certainly going to be the we will spare no expense to, to get our coach if they want Peyton. And it sure seems like they both want Peyton. Um, so I, I like that from a Saints standpoint, because if Sean Peyton is sort of debating, maybe I'll go back to Fox. I have a feeling that at least one of those two ownership groups will be like, well, what will it take? Can we give you another $10 million? Can we give you more power? Can we let you hire someone else? Like, I have a feeling they're not going to let him say no. At least one of those jobs might finally entice him. Now, I do. The, the reason to stay at Fox would be for a better job. I know he would love to get that Chargers job, um, and maybe the Cowboys have always been on his list, but I'm not sure that Chargers job was ever going to be for him. I think it's going to take a rare combination of an owner willing to pay a lot of money and give a lot of power and trade a lot of draft picks. And that's not for every team. And it sure sounds from people who know the Chargers well that they don't want to give up that much. I don't think the Cardinals want to give up that much. They've already hired the GMs without consulting Peyton. And right. their their family is not, you know, their ownership family is not known for being big spenders. And, you know, and some people say, well, he's going to want a certain geography. Well, almost every other team in the West is, you know, outside of L.A. and Vegas, it, it, you know, is in the vicinity now. Arizona, Denver, Houston, technically. I mean, there's only so many places that are just a couple hours flight away from L.A. Um, mm-hmm. San is not coming anytime soon. So uh, I, I don't know what he'd be waiting for, for sure. You know, maybe the Jets is a better job. Maybe Chicago's a better job. But I, I just have a feeling that one of these teams will talk him into doing it this year. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of with you on that. I just think he's got the itch. The other part of that is that, hey, we don't know what the landscape says next year. You're not the flavor of the day anymore. You you see the way people are talking in such remarkable fashion and praise fashion about, you know, 
D'Amico Ryans, about Lou Anarno yeah. and Cincinnati and what he's doing. And there's always some Dan Quinn and what he did this year. There's always somebody out there that's going to become the flavor of the day, and maybe you're not in such demand. I think he's a smart enough guy he'll, to realize he'll, that. He'll, he'll probably stay in demand, but I, I bet he wouldn't make – I bet he can't bet he'll make more money next year. Now, yes. he, he might, might find another fit. Uh, I thought – you know, I wondered this year with only five jobs open if maybe this wasn't going to be the year. Um, but a lot of things that, you know, have fallen into place. Jim Harbaugh took his name out, that Ben Johnson hot – young offensive coordinator took his name out because he's not quite ready. It, it does feel like Sean Payton is the get this year. Every yes. once in a while, there's a, there, there's a couple of big names. And he's the prize right now. So, yeah, I, I, I like it happening this year, but that could also be wishful thinking because, I, you know, for content's sake, I, I, this team needs a spark. It needs some picks to, to get excited about. It needs some hope for the future. And for the Saints' sake, I do not like the – well, there's two reasons I don't – think they should want this to hang over their heads. One, uh, Sean Payton even hinted at this on the Colin Coward radio show. He, he says the, 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 the compensation price would go down next year. I don't know that he gets to decide that, but that's what he said anyway, and, mm-hmm. and that's a stance he would take. Uh, but it might be true when when Payton himself could be like, you know, one more year. I could I could go back to Fox for one more year and then go to a team that doesn't know any draft compensation. The Saints only have his rights for one more year beyond this. I just hate to make it a deadline deal where the Saints have to take whatever they can get. This Correct. feels like the best time to get the most for them. And then the other thing is they have committed to Dennis Allen. I don't think they need this hanging over Dennis Allen's head for a year. No, oh, I agree. Would Sean Payton come back if they fired Dennis Allen? I don't mm-hmm. think that's good for Dennis Allen. No, I don't either. It wasn't this year because it was it was genuine discussion and and for obvious reasons. All right, we've seen one coaching change. Uh, realistically, more to come where the Saints are concerned? Um, no, I don't think so. I mean, I talked to sources last week that said that's the only one they're playing. Now, they might lose Ryan Nielsen or, or Chris Richard, you know, because they get hired to be a defensive coordinator somewhere else. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's very possible. Nielsen's on two or three interviews now. Um, so that would be a change. Uh, but, no, I mean, I, I do think they – seriously considered all options at offensive coordinator. I do not think keeping Pete Carmichael means they have decided our offense is great. Everything's fine. We're not changing anything. I I don't think that's what it means. But I think Mm -hmm. they maybe kicked the tires, maybe made some phone calls, maybe just had internal discussions, maybe had informal discussions. But I I, I think they ultimately came to the conclusion that, first of all, they weren't going to get a hot shot coach that every other team wanted. There's 13 other teams out looking for offensive coordinators right now, and the Saints, if they're real with themselves, it's not one of the most attractive jobs. They don't have a quarterback, and they have a coach on the hot seat. Uh, you're, not, you're not getting you know, the hottest offensive coordinator name you can find. doesn't mean you shouldn't try. You could get creative. You could find a young up-and-comer. You can find an outside-of-the-box thinker. You could find anyone who's ever met Kyle Shanahan who seems to push all the right buttons right now. I thought that's what they were going to do. But they ultimately decided we do need to change. We do need to be better. But we think Pete Carmichael can be that person. And, and, and I don't think that's an impossible. I, I think Pete Carmichael and this entire offense got stale even before Sean Payton left the last couple of years. But Pete Carmichael has coached a lot of different types of offenses, including offenses that threw the ball all over the field, that were mm-hmm. aggressive, that were innovative. And that's what they need to become with him at the helm. Now, they did fire Dan Roshar who was 
not only their tight ends coach, but their run game coordinator. Uh, I don't know if that means they'll just move Doug Marone into that role and hire a young assistant, but I would like them to, to see them bring some new voice, some new energy into the building that the ultimate scenario that, that I've brought up a couple times is what LSU did when they brought Joe Brady in mm-hmm. uh, to pair with Steve Ensminger. Now, obviously, that was a one in a million uh, higher lightning in a bottle higher, but, but they need they need whatever help they can get. They need a new quarterback or at least a developing quarterback that will be their long-term answer there, and they yeah. need a new approach on offense. So uh, they're certainly not done making improvements on, side of, on that side of the ball. Of the veteran quarterbacks out there, is there anyone that's actually a realistic possibility? I mean, you know all the names. We've, we've yeah. bandied them about over and over again. Is there one that's a realistic possibility, and who might that be? Well, I think they need to consider every possibility. Uh, and I think that means find out what it costs to get Lamar Jackson. Find out what it costs to get Derek Carr. Find out what it costs to get Justin Fields if the Bears are thinking about drafting mm-hmm. Bryce Young at number one. Have every conversation. Also think about, you know, maybe getting some good draft picks, packaging some draft picks, drafting one this year. You know, do you like Gardner Minshew? Do you like, I mean, do you like some of these younger free agents? Do you, are there trades that, that we're not thinking of that we don't even know about? They have to consider all of it. My bigger problem, though, is even though I like to think, you know, I'm a know-it-all sports analyst that spends my entire life telling the Saints what they should do, <laughs> I don't see an easy, I don't see an easy answer out there, no. Ken. I, I, I don't know what it is. Uh, because this quarterback position is so important to so many teams, every option is going to cost too much. Um, Derek Carr is going to cost more than he's worth. Jimmy Garoppolo is going to cost more than he's worth. Um, if you try to trade for somebody like a Jordan Love or a, um, or a Justin Fields, it's going to it's going to cost more picks than you want to give up. I mean, and, and I don't even know if those guys are available. And I don't know mm-hmm. if anyone would choose the Saints over another team if they have choices. Uh, I, I, it's the most important thing they should do. They should overpay to get it right. I, I think ideally, I'd love to see it be a young guy. I'd like, yeah. you know, um, uh, we all wish they could be in a position to draft one. Um, or maybe they ask for a 2024 pick uh, in the Sean Payton trade negotiations, especially if it's Denver, and they go into the 2024 draft with two first-rounders and decide that's the year we're going to strike. But as, as, as long as they have a long-term plan, because that, that position is everything. About two minutes left with Mike Triplett. So, there's a lot of questions to be answered about who's here and who's not here next year. You know, Jarvis Landry's in that this conversation. We can name about probably eight to ten guys, but maybe the two biggest spotlights, one on each side of the ball, Michael Thomas offense, Marcus Davenport defense. What do you think about either one of those guys being back? I, I think it's going to be really hard for Marcus Davenport to be back with this team. I mean, all, his year was so disappointing that that almost makes him – affordable. Um, um, I thought he was going to be a $20 million player based on his potential heading into this season, and that's certainly not going to be the case now. But I do think another team will sort of pay the, the, the premium for his potential. There are a lot of teams that do have cap space out there, and I think his potential is so enticing that I, I, I bet he goes away. I, I don't know anybody that's going to be a sure thing to come back. The one guy that I would say is the must resign from their list of free agents is Caden Ellis. But yes. we didn't you know it's the exact opposite. We we didn't think much of him at all until this year until he had his breakup. 
The only question I have with Caden Ellis, I think he would absolutely re-sign here. I think they would absolutely want to re-sign him as three linebackers for two spots with him and Pete Werner and, and Demario Davis. So I think right. if you re-sign Caden Ellis, does that mean you're considering trading Demario Davis? Uh, that would be a pretty surprising move from this team, but... Um, but, you know, you, you hate to give up on the young guy that finally broke through after you developed No, I totally agree uh, with that assessment. And obviously some big questions will be answered for a team that's got big questions, but is in a very bad division, which is why there's hope. So we watch Yeah, no, look, I just, wrote, I just wrote that story today. Like, you know, there are a lot of indications that the Saints could or should be a, a rebuilding team and do sort of what we've seen the Falcons do over the last couple of years or, or the Panthers in the division. But the Saints, Mickey Loomis kind of laughed off that suggestion. And he mm-hmm. said, you know, the, the blow it up idea, he, said, he laughed and said, maybe, maybe it's time, maybe some teams should blow it up, but we're certainly not there right now. I like our defense. I like some of our young talent. We're, we're going to try to win this year. And you look at the NFC South, and you can't completely dismiss that approach either. <laughs> nope. No, I'm, I, I think I, I agree with him more so than the other thought process at this point. New Orleans.football. You can also follow Mike on Twitter. It's uh, good content all the time. Mike's done a great job for an enormous amount of time. Mike, always appreciate the time. Thank you so much, and uh, we'll be following you here. Thanks a lot, Ken. Okay, buddy. Brief time out here. When we return, the Pelicans, Jim offer joins us to talk about that as we continue on All Access here on 106.1 FM, Nash Icon, and NashFM1061.com. With over 15 acres of cars and trucks at the Lamarck Automotive Complex, there must be a reason. Buying a new car shouldn't be complicated. That's why our expert staff is here to help. I've been selling new Ford cars and trucks since 1970. It's over 50 years. Wow, there must be a reason. With your lifestyle and budget in mind, our finance team works hard to be the best in the business. Only at Lamarck Ford, at the Lamarck Automotive Complex. There must be a reason. By now, you know that sound. It's the sound of the Home Depot. But what about that sound? You're listening to a set of GE appliances, complete with all you need to keep food fresh, dishes clean, and everything else stress-free. Making this the sound of savings on top brand appliances. The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Final days to get up to 25% off select GE appliances. Ends January 25th. Offer valid January 5th through January 25th, 2023. U.S. only. See store or online for details. Wendy's knows cold and soggy fries are the worst. So soggy. That's why we're serving up hot and crispy fries all day, every day. And all night. Until close. With natural cut potatoes, sea salted to perfection. Show me that potato skin. Wendy's hot and crispy aren't like other fries. We're your dream fry. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's Hot and Crispy Fries. Guaranteed to be hot and crispy. If yours aren't, bring them back and we'll replace them. For that professional landscaping appearance every time, depend on Land Pride, the leader in landscape and agri-maintenance equipment. Ascension Equipment in Renal in Gonzales is your local authorized Land Pride dealer. From rotary cutters and tillers to cedars, rakes, and blades, you'll find that no landscaping task is too tough for Land Pride. Discuss the complete line of Land Pride products with the folks at Ascension Equipment in Renal on Airline Highway in Gonzales. Save more today and mow tomorrow. This report is sponsored by Lowe's. Save big store-wide at the truckload event at Lowe's happening now. For a limited time, get up to 50% off select tools and accessories. Shop the event in-store online today. Valid 1229 through 
125 while supplies last. Selection varies by location. See Lowe's.com for details. This is Josh Danzig with Where You At Magazine for 1061 Nash Icon. For a truly wild experience this Saturday, head to the fairgrounds, race course, and slots for the return of their exotic animal racing featuring zebras, camels, and more. Post time is 1 p.m. Next, get ready to dance the night away. Saturday night at the Metropolitan Nightclub on Andrew Higgins Boulevard with Jason Ross performing live. For more ideas on what to do this weekend, log on to whereyat.com and click on our community calendar. Or sign up for the Where Yet weekly e-blast to get the latest email directly to your inbox. Cumulus New Orleans, incredible service and excellent results. New Orleans is always number one with Cumulus Radio and Digital. This is where you get all access, not just the focus on one or two topics. All sports topics are on the table with your calls at all times. Join us now by calling 260-1061. Now back to Ken Trahan on 1061 Nash Icon through CrescentCitySports.com and at NashFM1061.com. Hosts the Pelicans podcast, of course, writes uh, NBA writer for Pelicans.com and uh, accomplished at that and does a great job with information on a regular basis. Jim Eichenhofer joining us now. Jim, always a pleasure. And look, everybody's going to hit these spells in the season, but you know, this was more of a case of it finally caught up with them as far as I'm concerned in terms of what they're able to do. Uh, the Pelicans on a four-game losing streak. We know the, the, the 9 out of 12 and so forth. But it was more about at some point this was going to happen the longer you went without key players. Yeah, I would agree with that. It seems like they've kind of gotten diminishing returns lately from the group of guys that have been playing. I mean, not only do they have Brandon Ingram and Zion out, but recently the last couple games, Najee Marshall's out too, so it's been kind of a domino effect at maybe not necessarily the same position, but guys that you're looking – a lot of what Najee does is trying to replace what Brandon Ingram and Zion do or some of the things that they do. And so now you need to need to have somebody that can do what Najee does too. So it's been tough, but, um, yeah, it's, for a while there it just seemed like the depth was still so good that they could overcome having so many guys out, but – I mean, eventually, you have to say, I mean, there has to be a limit to how much you can accomplish when you have so many of your key guys not playing. Yeah, and there's so much parity in the league. You know, we saw a young Orlando team that's got talent and has a good future. You're looking at the West right now, and you got an Oklahoma City team that's ahead of schedule, very young and playing well and without their key draft pick, obviously. And, you know, you see what the Kings have been able to do this year to go along with the traditional powers, and Denver and Memphis have been out of sight up until finally losing a game or two recently. So, look, and the fact that New Orleans is still in the four spot uh, is certainly encouraging considering what's happened. The only thing about that is they've got to get these guys back soon. Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting situation across the league right now, but in particular the West, where you have, like you said, I think there's a tier that's kind of separated itself with Denver and Memphis. They've kind of moved ahead of everybody. They have a good cushion on the top two spots but after that I mean there aren't really that many really bad teams in the NBA this year but there's a lot of teams that are right around 500 I think the the Pelicans have benefited from the fact that besides Sacramento which is in third place a lot of the other teams in the West haven't really been overachievers if anything there's a big clump of teams that went into the season with pretty high expectations and have not met them 
So you're talking about teams like Dallas and maybe more, even more to the point, teams like the Clippers that are hovering right around, around 500. So, I mean, the Pelicans are, in really, are still in good shape right now. And I think when Brandon Ingram comes back and then eventually Zion too, we saw enough from this team in the first couple months of the season to say that they're, they're an above 500 team. They're a team that can put together a winning record when they're close to full strength. But unfortunately right now there's definitely a level of urgency coming into play where, I mean, like you said, they've gone three and nine in their last 12 games and they've lost four in a row. I mean, if anything close to this pace keeps up where they're still struggling over the next couple of weeks, I mean, it's pretty much a guarantee that some of the teams behind them will pass them in the standings. So, I mean, for now, I think fourth place is a good position to be in, especially with how many injuries they've had this year and the fact that they're only, you know, five games over 500 is, you know, they're getting closer and closer to, to being a 500 team. But if they can get a stretch where they are, you know, I, I feel like when they've had two of the three guys between Zion Ingram and CJ, they've been a really good team. They haven't necessarily needed to have all three of them. It would be nice to have all three of them at some point. But um, one of the three is, I think, as you mentioned, is it gets harder and harder to overcome that, especially from a offensive standpoint. They've, had, they've lost some games lately because the offense hasn't been there, which is not something that we've seen too much the last few years. Usually it's the defense that lets you down and is the biggest contributing factor towards the loss. But the last couple of games, I mean, they only scored 96 points against Miami right. on Sunday. So you're really starting to see, okay, they need their, they need their weapons on offense back on the court. They do, and people constantly say, well, maybe different rotations, such and such, and my reaction to that is, who? I mean, it's not like you have better options. The only one you could possibly say you'd like to see or get a shot at some point is Kyra Lewis. I mean, otherwise, what you have is what you have. There's nobody else really to turn to. In the case of Lewis, it looks like he's back. I've always liked the way his shot looks. He's quick and he's fast again. He's an undersized guard, but so is Graham, and Graham gives you one thing, and that's the ability to knock down a three-pointer. If he's not doing that, the value's not there. That would be the only possible guy or move that's left that really hasn't been tried. Yeah, I think in general they need more attacking of the basket based on who's been on the court lately. They had a lot of that. I mean, they did that at an elite level when Zion was playing. I mean, they were – they're the kind of team that the other the opponent always complains that you're getting more free throws than they are because Zion's always getting to the basket. And, of course, Ingram can do that as well. And then when both of those guys are out, Najee Marshall, I thought, did a really nice job of being somebody that could get into the lane and either pass off, get a bunch of assists, or get all the way to the basket, draw some fouls. But now it's like, I mean, at, at first you're telling Willie Green, okay, figure out a way to win without your top guy. And then now when figure out a way to win without two of your top guys. And now the guy that's replacing them, he's also not playing. So to your point about people talking about rotations, I mean, there, there always is going to be second guessing, especially when you go through a stretch where you're losing games. People, and I understand it, people always want to try to figure out, like, okay, what move can you make to change the course of the outcomes lately? But, I mean, he's already been up against it in terms of not even being close to having the guys – available that were expected and I think they did a great job for a long stretch of still being able to win at a good level even though they could have used the excuse of you know we don't have our guys so that's not why we're winning or that's why we're the games are going poorly for us but um 
it's at the point where, I mean, if you went across the league and you took away the weapons that the Pelicans haven't had, you'd probably see similar results, if not worse. And I mean, actually, there's actual specific examples where you see that Phoenix, just without Devin Booker, the bottom fell out, and they mm-hmm. really have been struggling to the point where they dropped from, say, third or fourth down all the way to 10th or 11th. I think they're back up to maybe 7th or 8th now. But, I mean, it's affected. it's greatly affected a lot of teams across the NBA to not have guys. Fortunately for the Pelicans, they've still been able to stay in the top four, which I think is a decent goal right now for the over the course of the rest of the season to try to stay in the top four and have home party advantage, at least in the first round of the playoffs. Last but not least, on the injury front, you know, Brandon Ingram spoke today. Uh, the team saying that he's doubtful. That's an up- upgrade for tomorrow night. So probably not expecting him then, although the temptation is there with Denver here. But soon, I would imagine by the end of the week, just based on what we've heard and seen. And with Zion, they said that they would reevaluate him this week as early as tomorrow. And by all accounts, he's he's doing all right. It's just a matter of being in playing shape and ready to go. So best guess maybe by this coming weekend for both of these guys? Yeah, I'm not sure on, on Zion. I don't have a clear picture on when we might see him. But I think you're on the right track with Ingram. The fact that he was listed as doubtful. If he doesn't play Tuesday, I'll be curious to see Wednesday morning when they submit the injury report. If his status is upgraded to questionable or, or heck, even probable, would be great to see. So if he doesn't play Tuesday, the fact that they have a back-to-back against Minnesota Wednesday, maybe he'll be in position to play in that game. I would love to see that. I mean, with the standings the way they are, I mean, the game is important, but with Minnesota in the position they're in, I think that game when they line up to start that game, we're going to see that that one is, is pretty important as well as, as a team that's you know only a couple games behind New Orleans in the standings. Definitely agree with you there as well, and we'll see what transpires. It would be nice to get one back. Uh, obviously nice to get both back, but at some point I would expect that would happen sometime this week. Follow him on Twitter at Jim underscore Eichenhofer. Pelicans.com, of course, is the mothership for the organization where you'll find good material all the time and the Pelicans podcast as well. Jim, always a pleasure. Thanks so much for the time, and we look forward to what happens the next two nights. Thanks, Ken. Thanks for having me. Always happy to uh, talk Pelicans with you. Thank you. You got it, buddy. Thank you. All right, we'll take a brief time out. Back with the final word when we continue in a moment here on Nash Icon 1061 FM and at NashFM1061.com. Sportsbeat is the place to watch your favorite team. Come check out all the games, including the NBA, college basketball, and baseball on 20 TVs. Open seven days, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m., happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Great menu featuring two, count them, two steak nights, Wednesday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice filets, Friday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice ribeyes. Private room available. Sportsbeat is located at 3330 Ridge Lake at 16th Street behind Wendy's on Causeway. Sportsbeat Pub and Cafe, home of fantastic cocktails, large beer selection, delicious food, friendly staff, and all the sports you can Of course I use Mr. Clean Magic Eraser to clean tough messes off my stovetop and bathtub. But then I discovered I can also use it to easily clean my patio furniture and even my shoes. I'm hooked! And when wipes won't cut it, I use Magic Eraser Sheets. They're thin and flexible erasers, perfect for everyday messes, like gunk on my counters and sinks. They really are magical. The reviews are in. Mr. Clean Magic Eraser and Sheets make cleaning look easy. With one of the best savings rates in America, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Slash to be in your band. Next up for lead guitar. 
you're in. Cool. <laughs> yep, even easier than that. And with no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC. My heart was racing just making spaghetti. I could have waited to tell my doctor, but I didn't wait. I was short of breath just reading a book. I could have delayed telling my doctor, but I didn't wait. They told their doctors and found out they have atrial fibrillation, a condition which makes it about five times more likely to have a stroke. If you have one or more of these symptoms, irregular heartbeat, heart racing, chest pain, shortness of breath, fatigue, or lightheadedness, this is no time to wait. Contact your doctor. Brought to you by Bristol-Myers Squibb and Pfizer. Mr. Clean, Mr. Clean. Of course I use Mr. Clean Magic Eraser to clean tough messes off my stovetop and bathtub. But then I discovered I can also use it to easily clean my patio furniture and even my shoes. I'm hooked! And when wipes won't cut it, I use Magic Eraser Sheets. They're thin and flexible erasers, perfect for everyday messes, like gunk on my counters and sinks. They really are magical. The reviews are in. Mr. Clean Magic Eraser and Sheets make cleaning look easy. With one of the best savings rates in America, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Slash to be in your band. Next up for lead guitar. You're in. Cool. <laughs> yep, even easier than that. And with no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC. Susan, I'm sorry I'm late. Traffic is terrible. It sure is. But on top of that, gas prices have been skyrocketing. I can't believe how expensive gas has gotten recently. Prices at the pump are up, but I never pay full price for gas anymore. I just use the free Upside app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get paid cash when you buy gas with the Upside app? Yes, I get real cash back every time I buy gas. And does that actually add up to anything? I've made around $200. Wow, that's serious extra extra cash. I'm downloading the free Upside app now. Download the free Upside app to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code READY for an extra 25 cents per gallon cash back on your first fill up. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, to PayPal, or any gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code READY for a 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code READY for 25 cents per gallon cash back on your first fill up. Always welcoming intelligent points of view, whether we agree or disagree. Let's have meaningful, constructive dialogue on All Access with Ken Trahan on 106.1 FM, Nash Icon, at NashFM1061.com, and through CrescentCitySports.com. Give us a call, 504-260-1061. Women's college basketball, LSU drops to number four in the Associated Press poll this week. Even though they remained undefeated, Stanford moved ahead of them. But tonight, LSU is dominating on the road at halftime, leading Alabama 47-18 to at the half. Jasmine Carson, 16 points in the first half of that game as they're playing extremely well this evening. Stetson Bennett of Georgia, the Manning Award winner, is the top quarterback in the country, sponsored by the All-State Sugar Bowl and LSU Baseball, number one in yet another preseason bowl, this time Baseball America. It's the fourth number one ranking for the Tigers by a national entity. We'd like to thank Jim Eichenhofer for spending time with us this evening, and also thank Mike Triplett for joining us on the show. A reminder that Jude Young is at you tomorrow night with All Access Sports Talk at 6 o'clock following Inside New Orleans with Eric Asher at 4 
We'll be back on Wednesday night. But until then, for Rudy Dixon, I'm Ken Trahan saying thank you for joining us and be a good sport. God bless you one and all. We are rounding third and heading home. So long. Thanks for listening to All Access.